Internets, we are back. Can you believe it, Internets? Woohoo! Another podcast from us. I can't believe it. It's I don't, a miracle. I don't know if you guys know how crazy this is for this to happen. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Those of you that have been messing with this, I think this podcast is actually two years old. Chocolate Snuggly? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. Actually. Okay, well, happy anniversary. Happy, happy anniversary. But you know what I really wanted to say? What? I wanted to say. Happy birthday. Happy that jam right there from Stevie yeah. Wonder because I wanted to shake I wanted to shake some people away from this podcast. I wanted people to click away from us. Why? And I figured if I played this song that would that would chase a lot of devils away. What are, what are you talking about? We don't want no devils in the house. Yes. We just want the Lord. Yes. And that's it. 
I wanted to shake some devils off of our trail. All right. And that song is is a quick way to shake the devils off your back. All right. The devils devils? can't stand. The devils, the people that are not part of our community. Uh, And how are you defining community? First of all, our community are progressive, free thinkers. Okay. Open minded, transgender, heterosexual, extraterrestrial, um, (laughs) dolphins. I don't Cockroaches. think dolphins are listening to our podcast. I think they are. Okay. All right. I think they are, and now I don't. I, and I don't want to rule them out of listening to our podcast. Okay. So. You... All right. This is this is the most inclusionist thing right now in America. But you're not including devils. No, we're not including devils. Just because so it's not the most inclusionist. Hold on for a second. Not you... even like inclusionist is a word. But we'll just set first of all, first of all, just because we're excluding devils doesn't mean that we're not including everybody else. Uh huh. Possible. Uh huh. Okay. But don't you think devils need it the most? Per capita. Yes, you're right. You're right. Devils do need this. Devils do need this. But you know what? We're not trying to let no devils get none of this. Devils, y'all can't have none of this Lord that we got right now. We got some Lord today on our day off. I caught some load on this day off. I'm not so sure about that, but <laughs> I, you know, I think it is good to reclaim, to acknowledge, to celebrate in the truest form, I guess, Martin Luther King Jr., which is why we have this day off and why we are saying that the Newlyweds podcast is not for your deviltry, devils. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Yes, indeed. <laughs> that we are speaking the truth. So I was listening today, like there was all this amazing, you know, things that get published and broadcast and, and played that come out. And our local station here, WBAI, found this like um, recording of a speech that was in their archives that hadn't been listened to in who knows how many decades mm-hmm. of a speech he gave in London. And there was just a lot of really important, complete, like in the context uh, discussions of King and how essentially white power structure has attempted to denude him of his revolution and mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. daring and his commitment mm-hmm. to true change. Yeah. I mean, he under really understood that the system was fucked up. Right. And he was like, you can't fix shit in a fucked up system. Right. You have to ditch the system. Mm. I mean, that's basically what he was saying. Hard body. And I was thinking about this because there was a quote that I saw. You know, like everybody likes to quote the I dream, is, um, sure, the I sure, have a dream sure. speech. And, you know, one day little black children, little white children will be able to sit as brothers and sisters. Right, and right, right. One day the nation, I have a dream, the nation At will, the table you know, of fellowship yes, and, that, and, and this and that. Okay. And, and that the nation will live up to its, you know, creed and its, you know, mm-hmm. its possibility. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about that a lot because obviously this week is also inauguration week and how, you know, there are different ways to interpret those statements. Right. If you just take that statement by itself and look at it, you know, you say to yourself, the nation living up to its creed and you think to yourself, okay, well, the nation living up to its true essence, its core value. Is it's... actually happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. What the founders had really gotten popping. Right. And, I mean, we always, you know what, you and I, we always kind of, not you and I, but just people in general, mm-hmm. we go to think of the, the economic system that allowed this country to, to really flourish yep. and to kind of leapfrog past well, I can't say past because, I mean, you know, the UK is still 
you know, controlling everybody's money. But um, we talk Is about... This the UK? I thought it was China that was controlling everybody's money. Well, we talk about slavery in the U.S., but right. the thing we, we got to look forward to first is is the settlement of the land. Yeah. And basically the genocide of the people who had been here on this continent, you know, even before before the settlers got here. Right. So it was the before slavery, it's genocide. Right. Well, I mean, if you look at, I guess you're absolutely right. And the crazy thing is that if you look at what other colonial powers have done or did in the past, whether it was the British Empire or the Dutch, Italians or the Portuguese, all of who had wrecked tremendous havoc in other countries around the world. And they're still recovering. I mean, we the whole notion of third world countries comes out of the colonial mindset. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but in each of those cases through revolution, through politics, through violence, through negotiation, through a whole stew of things, and in some cases they're still trying to figure it out, in some form or fashion, the occupiers physically left the land. I mean, they're still there, right? You still have British Caribbean, you still have French Caribbean, you know, the Indians are still digging themselves out of what the Brits did to them. Africa is still, you know, various countries are still caught up in all of this. Africa's hemmed up. But only in the United States do you have a country that was essentially founded and then thrived based upon two pivotal actions mm-hmm. by the founders of that nation. So mm-hmm. one was the genocide of the first peoples, mm-hmm. and then the second was slave labor. You would not have America if we didn't have slave labor. No. Not at all. That was the economic If, if you didn't steal the land and then, and and then, then bring... And steal the people. Sure. Right? To work the land. Sure. Right. And Boom. so we don't have any place to go. There's no political solution to our reclaiming of our identity, right? That's right. We don't believe you, cause we the people are still here in the rear, yo, we don't need you. You ain't the killing off good young nigga move. When we get hungry, we eat the same fucking food, the ramen noodle. Your simple voodoo is so maniacal, reliable to pull a juju. The irony is that this bad bitch in my lap, she don't tell me she make money, she don't study that. She gon' give it to me, ain't gon' tell me none of that. She gon' take the brain away the place she spit on that. The doors are signs with it. Don't try to rhyme with it. VH1 has a show that you can waste your time with. It. Guilty pleasure, take the edge off reality. And for a salary, I probably do that just sporadically. The OG Gucci boots are smitten with iguanas. The IRS piranhas see a nigga getting common. Niggas in the hood living in a fishbowl. Gentrify here, now it's not a shithole. Trend set up, I know, my shit's cold. And set up because I ain't so bold. Yeah. All you black folks, you must go. There's no, there's no Haiti to fight for. There's no people to kick out of the island. Mm -hmm. There's no, there's no, you know, none of that stuff is happening Mm -hmm. here because we're here. Yeah. This is it. And so. Put so much in this place, we don't even want to leave. Right. But I, I, to bring it back to 
the discussion of a king is that you can't fix a problem that you don't acknowledge existed from the beginning. Mm. Mm-hmm. Everything is just a band-aid. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's 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 just the truth. Yeah. You can't, you can't. Yeah. It is literally impossible. And that's why he said, I read this this interview that he gave, and he was like, basically, I recognize that we are integrating into a burning house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not going to stop burning until someone recognizes that the fire that's in the foundation has never been put out. Mm. Those embers are in there smoldering and they will consume. They will consume the entire structure. They will consume anybody who attempts to stamp out a corner or, you know, try and build some fireproof, you know, room above it <laughs> or whatever. Right. At the end of the day, it will consume us all. Yes. 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 And that's and that's why I I It has to change. That's why I I cautiously rub my hands together for Trump <laughs> and Pence and the consummation, the consummation of us. I mean, we we will just finally get to a reckoning point where even good white people, even good Spanish people, even well-meaning black people, everyone will get to this precipice and they will look and see, oh my goodness, there's there's not an inch for me to back up. And they will have to make a decision. I, there's not an inch for me to back up because I'm about to fall off the cliff. And then they will realize that, okay, you know what? Just like at the World Trade Center, you know what, you know what a lot of people did? They jumped. They jumped. Rather than, rather than face another reality, they ultimately gave up. It is sad. It is sad, but I mean, we are, we are backing ourselves to that cliff, to that edge. Well, we're going to have to make the decision. Do we continue to go to the edge or do we now, you know, reclaim the land, our humanity? Ah. Wow. Don't worry. Don't worry. In the meantime, we just took a really deep, sad turn. (laughs) But in the meantime, in the meantime, we may not listen. Listen, the robots are taking over. <laughs> I was just going to say that when the the robots may not leave us any other decision. Yo. Autonomous autonomous machines may make that decision for us. So is Trump like our Skynet? He's one of he's one of the events that leads up to our Skynet. He is not our Skynet simply because Trump as bad as he is, as greedy as he is, as vacuous as he is, um the devil is his vice president. The actual devil is Mike Pence. Yeah. Simply because he has a legislative mind. Yeah. You know, Trump is just after dollars. But and Trump is increasing the his brand name. Right. Trump yes. is the vehicle so, for the so, legislative. So he's 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 the, the patsy. He's right. the patsy then. He's right. the patsy. I'm not I mean again Well when I say Trump though, I don't mean him as a man. I, I understand. Mean you mean this era. Ushers in. Yes. You mean this era. Yes. Well, C.S., last night you and I were watching television, internets. This crazy infomercial came on where you could buy Trump coin. You could buy <laughs> currency. I don't, was it a dollar or a 50 cent piece? I wasn't was, even sure what the denomination was, but it was so crazy that I actually thought it was a fake commercial. We thought, like it, was was a, a we thought it was a fake commercial. Like yeah. an SNL skit. As we were, like, were we watching real? SNL? I think we were if watching. We, yeah, maybe we were. I don't we know. We were flipping yeah. around. I don't know. But it was Internet's, like. All I'm going to say so is I was surreal. high. Okay. So I don't really remember. <laughs> I was kind of high. But this, what seemed to be a fake commercial came on touting Trump currency. Wasn't it like something like. Uh, Trump coins 
dot, dot com, com or something. Or Donald, Donald Trump, Trump coins. I or honestly, I don't. I I, I, I was even, scared to go to the site. I didn't even <laughs> right. I didn't even bother to look it up at the time. But what I did say to myself was, man, this is really effed up because the people that watch this, the working class white people that watch this, and I'll tell you, the the greater percentage of people that's going to get hooked into that. Mm-hmm. Spanish people, working class Spanish people are going to be all in for buying Why? Trump coins. Why do you say that? Their need to assimilate is, their need to assimilate at this point mm-hmm. is like black people's need to assimilate um, in the in the years after the depression. So I would say in between World War One and World War, actually in between World, black people always needed to assimilate. Black people were always trying to assimilate. Up until up until the well up until the Black Panthers up until up until the Black Panthers was like man fuck that and then more people started saying all right fuck it no I don't think it was a mass movement it it was until until the murders of of X and King until their murders black people were like yo you know we are for this integration thing but integration is different from assimilation like you almost had me with the discussion of whether or not particularly Spanish-speaking immigrants from countries that are not recognized as being European. So we're not talking about Spain. We're not talking uh-huh. about, like, Argentina. We're not talking uh-huh. about Chile. We're talking about Caribbean, uh-huh. Central American, uh-huh. uh, Mexico, uh-huh. because there is, like, a twin othering, right? Uh-huh. So they look different uh-huh. than the kind of standard white wasp or white working class yes. individual. Yes. And then there's the language as well. So there's yes. two factors that they have to deal with. And that's different. Assimilation is different from integration. Okay. Assimilation is a a, a conscious attempt to erase oneself to be something else. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. It's a deliberate Thank thing. You. Integration Thank was about access. Mm-hmm. To resources, was about, to the was rights a, was of about citizenship. Economic access and, and, and educational access. access and political access. The okay. whole kit and caboodle. But okay. you weren't trying to erase your blackness. You mm-hmm. were just saying, I have a right mm-hmm. to these schools, to the libraries, mm-hmm. to the to homes, to live without fear. Then, you know, then, I'll, then, so, I'll, then, I'll, then I'll remove assimilation and I'll, and I'll replace it with integration. And I will give uh, Spanish-speaking people the benefit of the doubt. Okay, I will remove assimilation Mm -hmm. and I'll say integration because really, for the most part, the the Spanish people people I know don't want to remove their language. I don't think they do. They don't want to remove their customs. People have a great pride in where they come from. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. They just they just hate uh, for people to make fun of the way they speak. (laughs) You're No, I'm just saying that's the. the, (laughs) So it's integration. It is integration. But that came up this week actually because. Um, Obama changed the status, immigration status for Cubans that mm-hmm. arrive in the United States. So now Cubans are treated just like the rest. Right, right, right. The there's Spanish no more. There's no more. Wet, was it a wet foot policy or something? Like that? I, I don't know what it was called. It was dry something foot, like that. Dry foot, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, it was like as soon as they reached American soil, they were instantly citizens. Yes. And I found that so fascinating that people were really upset about that. Um, and I can understand why because you know it's kind of like the golden ticket in terms of. American politics and people wanting to be able to come here. And so many people have been so traumatized by immigration policy, you know, whether it's teenagers who grew up here and don't know any better, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they came when they were babies or, um, you know, families being split apart or just all that stuff. And and the, the, um, the detention, immigration detention cells are basically prisons. I mean, there's been a lot of work done on this and it's, it's really heartrending. That being said, 
I think Cubans as a block have tended to um, vote conservative and vote in ways that would belie that would belie the kind of um, assumed kind of immigration politics, right? Right, right, Immigrant right. politics about issues that are of concern to them. Um, and so while I wouldn't wish that process, the uncertainty of that process of coming into the United States, of having to sneak in, of living in fear, right, of being separated um, on anyone, mm-hmm. uh, I find it interesting that now they're basically just like everyone else. And I wonder if that will change how, as a community and as a whole, Cuban people in the United States view these issues now politically going forward. If we'll see a change in the next generation. I don't, I don't, no even, I don't even understand. Well, I don't even understand why, why Cuban people are even considered a voting block. I mean, first of all, it's a tiny little island. And the small number of people that have come from that island, like, please, please it's like, you know, in our voting, in our whole voting populace, it's yeah. like, Half of a half of a half of a percent. Well, that's why I'm saying it'll be interesting to see in the next in the next generations mm-hmm. how the political landscape and the political clout of the Cuban American community changes, mm-hmm. both internally and externally. Externally, okay. in terms of how they're viewed, right? Mm-hmm. It's having this outsized influence on politics. Mm-hmm. Also, because you have this other wave of migration coming from Puerto Rico, which is actually within the United States. It's mm-hmm. not a state yet. Mm-hmm. And maybe it will be, maybe it won't be, who knows. But they're, they are citizens. Yeah. And they're repopulating and migrating into the mainland, mm-hmm. right? And settling in places like Florida. So that can also upset the external balance. But then internally, if you're no longer special, mm-hmm. if you no longer have the luxury of looking at other brown people and saying, I'm not them. Yeah. If you suddenly realize if you that no your longer, fate, the if, fate of your family is wrapped up in people that you used to view as other. You no longer like have you privilege. Like, you are the other now. <laughs> right. How does that change your internal politics within the community? Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So, that's going to be an interesting dynamic to see how that, that plays out over years. Okay. In the next couple of, okay. of cycles, I guess. But but to get back to your question, do yeah. I think Trump is the bellwether, or this is like the tipping point for for Skynet? <laughs> I don't I don't think so. I, I think I think we still got some time to go uh-huh. uh, for this country, simply because it is such an incredible, huge undertaking, which so many people, good and bad, believe in, that its own inertia mm-hmm. keeps it going. Mm-hmm. Um. Provided, you know, nothing super external like a solar flare or someone hacking our electrical grid. Right. Or the Chinese just pulling all of our money away. Right. Other than that. Other than that. This thing will keep rolling. We're good. <laughs> we're good until we reach the cliff edge. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's it. And, you know, until, until the tsunami hits, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Internet. Don't worry about it. You, you keep spending. All right? Don't worry about it. Okay, don't you worry. Hey, mama, uh, you understand that? Well, uh, like, I don't understand how you can, because, like, I've been to, you know, Paris, Beirut, you know, I've been to uh, Iraq, Iran, Eurasia, you know, I speak very, very, um, fluent Spanish, uh, todo da bien chévere. Listen up, bien chévere. Chévere. Bien chévere. Is that right, mama? Yeah, because I got my shaking room, I'm going to do a little thing. 
Stevie Wonder show. No, 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 no. We said that we were going to incorporate some more and different music. So. Okay, some more contemporary music. Right. right? So we're, we're just going to do that little thing because we're old. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't mind, Internet. So I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. CS, uh, yes. what else do we want to talk to folks about? Let's well, um, I've been seeing also, in keeping with our political theme, this, this uh, discussion, this podcast, a lot of nostalgia, obviously, for the Obamas and the Obama White House and the Obama family and and uh, lots of pictures and hosannas and, you know, oh, greatest things since sliced pumpernickel. I and, know, I know. <laughs> and so, you know, I have mixed feelings about Obama. On mm-hmm. the one hand, I think image mat- their images do matter, right? Yes. And the fact that there are children who've only known a black president is a tremendous thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Up until this point. And, mm-hmm. of course, it fills me with pride when I see pictures of them as a family. And and so that that is a very important thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's everything. Mm-hmm. And I think there's lots of policies and decisions. And decisions both to engage and not engage. Mm-hmm. That if Obama were not black, I don't know that he'd be getting as much... Um, kind of a pass mm. on those issues at okay. least um you know speaking from like kind of the far left or progressive front and mm-hmm. 
Um, and there have been critics of him, you know, but by the most part, you know, everyone's like, he's amazing. Right, right, right. <laughs> They're amazing. Relationship goals. I know. So I'm I mean, thinking like relationship goals. I mean, I do, I have to tell you, I do kind of love Michelle, but, um, but you know, again, it's all on the surface. Like, I don't, who knows what they're really like. But. Yeah. And, and I agree. I think it's all on the surface. I think, I think when we talk about them and we say relationship goals, it, yeah. it really is a facade. Simply because I don't believe the Obamas, uh, Michelle or Barack, or Malia or Sasha, or even the doll, are responsible for changing the rolls of toilet paper <laughs> in the White House. And, That's and when a you, true test. When you want to get down to relationship test. goals, internets, all right, you want to get down to the consideration of someone to replace a toilet roll when they have used the next to last ply. On that roll. Oh, wait. Okay, let's go through what are the toilet, the TP tests, mm-hmm. right? So first, there's the, are you the one who you who leaves one ply? Well, be- no, no. Before it? that, before that, it's you go to the compatibility of another person. Are they an over or an under person? Oh, that's See, where you start. Okay. If you're an over roll person, yeah, then you really don't fucks with underroll people. That's true. I'm so glad that you and I are both overs. Yes. Okay, that's that's the start right there. You can't even get down to the last ply. You can't. If you can't you can't if you if you are not fucking with the the, the roll leaving the, the, the thing the right way. Because honestly, the anxiety and the tension from the roll being the wrong way and yes. having to change it every single time yes. could cause severe intestinal problems. I go like, I go into our friends' up. houses and I change their roles. Oh my god when I need you to. Do. I need to. When I need to, <laughs> I do too. I change their roles. And I, I do, do that too. for them. I do that for them. But here's the thing. Do you think they notice? I don't know. Maybe that's why we haven't gotten invited back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they know it's me, though. But, but that's what I do. That's what I do. So then, okay, yes. So there's the over-under test. Over-under okay. test. Immediately. So Okay. So that's taken care of. Let's okay. say they're compatible over and under. I'm going to say oh, the Obamas. Oh, oh, oh. The, other, the, the other thing. The other overs or unders? What do you think? Uh, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they're overs. Okay. But then hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. We also have to deal with the brand oh, of gosh. toilet paper. This is very important, too. Oh, this is gosh. a critical item. But All it's right? not determinative. Uh, I would be honest with you. I feel like, you know, you and I weren't same brand no we were not but we've you know and as our relationship has grown you have acquiesced to uh my brand and this is taking this is taking a long time in our relationship that's true because i i mean i don't have as much invested in the brand Mm -hmm. as i do in the over under okay like you know i mean it's fine there's nothing wrong with your brand it's not like i was a do or die cottonelle gal or anything Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. let's not mention any brand names okay Okay, we're Should trying I to get, redo that. We're trying to get no. That's all right. We're trying to get sponsors <laughs> here for this podcast, so we we want to stay we want to stay brand free. Okay. until someone because can. somewhere out there there's a TP manufacturer dying to sponsor the Newlyweds podcast. Don't make fun of that. Okay, someone is out there. Oh man, paper please, products. Please, please, Lord, make it happen. Paper products. I mean, we're not just TP people. I mean, we're using paper towels. Yeah. We're using tissues. We're using napkins. We're using. The full gamut of paper products. That's true, but only only TP can be a measure of certain relationship markers. That's true. I mean, you should internet. You should only use TP on your tuckers. All right. 
And and that's a, that's a big thing that we have in in this house. When someone puts that last roll, that last roll in the cabinet, uh, in the uh, in the closet onto yes. the roll, yes, they have to yell out to everyone in the house, and last that's and that's roll. us two and the dog, right? Exactly, so that people know, get activated, and get another roll in here, right? Because I'm dude, I don't like to see people wipe their ass with anything but toilet paper. But here's the thing, before you even get to that point. So, I think it's so shady to leave, like, one wrap around the roll. I agree. Because that is not enough for anything. I it's agree. It's not enough for anything. You can blow your nose. You can blow your nose with that. Mm. You can blow your nose barely, with that. Barely, barely. You know what I don't like? It's so wrong. You know what? I don't like people putting toilet paper in the garbage. Well, I, that I don't have a problem with. If you blow your nose in it, I don't care what it is. It's toilet paper. It must be disposed of in the toilet. Now, see, why does that matter? It matters because it's called toilet paper. Why else is it called toilet paper? No, see, I think it's called toilet paper so that you know that that's the primary context in which it should be used. That stop but, it, stop but, it, stop wait, it, stop it. There are no other context for toilet paper. Listen, listen, there shouldn't don't... be a roll of toilet paper sitting in the living room for someone to <laughs> blow their nose. But, you, but napkins, no. napkins, right, are called napkins... Because they're in your lap and you don't want to flush them down the toilet. Because they would clog up the works and make everything wrong. Napkins shouldn't be going in the toilet so, either. Exactly. That's my point. They're not toilet paper. But but that doesn't mean that you can't use napkins for things other than at the table. You just can't throw them out in the toilet. I, I want to disagree with that. I want to say that there's a proper disposal for things. There's a proper use for paper products. <laughs> I want to say that, and and you and I are still working on that. Our relationship goals are to come to an agreement yes. on our use of paper products. Well, I read today that one of the primary things of relationships that last the ages mm-hmm. is not agreement, mm-hmm. it's not communication, it's respect. Mm-hmm. This year we To the Vegas, it's all paid for. I signed the papers. Used to date, but then I made him my main bitch. Bought us a place on a lake with some acres. Mike's my neighbor, straight from Grayfield. Any invader gets slain, stay killed. I'll the land. Mike, fill the safe up. Call when the fan get paid a great thrill. Bad news, bear hub, beast, and creep off. Drive a rape van, all at Ray Bans. We do vicious, you do witness. You don't clap shit, use a cricket. Run the days, we don't run so much. It's all fun and games, so my days get scarred. I'm living, human, out of touch. with sweatpants to funerals, lunch to lunch. Close the blinds, I got drones and mines. so close to the line, I can almost die. Got no ghost left, but to save my mind, I got more host dog in the earth on mine. The beat get abused like a rock and white beater. Drinker, five by the company, Friday, laid on the corner, trying to do taxes. This is my house and it's high on the highway. High on the highway. High on the highway. High on the highway. 
you really, as a core value, think that toilet paper only goes in the toilet. Okay. Okay. Just like, for example, skin that you peel off your foot shouldn't go in your mouth. Why do they call them corns then? No. No. Internets, why do they call that piece of skin growing on the side of your toe a corn? No. If you're not supposed to pick it off and then chew on it. Okay, this took such an unsavory turn. I'm really unhappy now. I think we have to end the podcast. It's so disgusting. You might as well be eating boogers. That's so gross. No, eating boogers is something totally different. No, it's not. It is. It's not. Eating boogers is totally different. It's not. It's a part of your body. And they don't call boogers corn. Mouth. Do they call big boogers string beans? <laughs> Do they call boogers carrots? Okay. If they call dead skin corn, it's because at some point in, in our existence, it was similar to corn. No. That okay. is not true. Prove it. <laughs> prove, prove my etymology of, of skin corn is wrong. And I'll stop chewing on the, the dead skin I pull off my I feet. will prove it because you just had to qualify corn with skin corn to make clear that it was no, not regular No, I, I used to skin corn because I felt like it. No, you said skin corn because you had to clarify what kind of corn you're talking about. No. Yes. Well, hold on for a second. There's yellow corn. There's green corn. There's skin corn. No. There's corn on the cob. No. There's many different types of corn. But those corn are all the same type of corn. Skin corn is different. It's not a color. It's not the same genotype. It's a completely different thing. It's not a vegetable for freak's sake. First of all, you're using your humanity to define corn. (laughs) Someone comes to this planet from another planet. And what do they care whether scorn? What do they care about whether the scorn corn scorn? (laughs) All right, stop it, okay? Stop it, stop it with your you know your limited and narrow definitions, okay? This podcast right here is universal, okay? It's going out into outer space and traveling all around the cosmos, and I don't want the people listening to this from another galaxy. To think that we're the kind of people that they can't come down here and be friends with. The saddest thing in this world is that I just realized that I opened up this conversation. Rising over streets so barren Since the evening Colors flashed before my eyes I feel like a child So young and new in 92 I listened to what my father said Keep all your dreams Keep standing tall If you are strong, you cannot fall There is a voice inside our soul So smile When you can When you can How this you 
used to feel so far and free Now these broken souls are all I see Fists have fallen to our side We may cry alone I feel we know where all of this is headed But my mama said thinking how did we even get here and then i realized it's my own damn fault <laughs> i should have known better no. uh, okay so apparently we've decided the tp issue based on corn or something you had an awesome poem that you wanted to read oh yeah i did i did tell me about this poem well it's by Claude McKay, who was a uh, wonderful uh, Jamaican-born poet. Um, he's in the United States, and uh, kind of Harlem Renaissance era. And uh, I don't know, it just seemed like a good poem for the Newlyweds podcast. I read it the other day, and it spoke to me. May I? Yes. Okay, here we go. Heritage by Claude McKay. Now the dead past seems vividly alive, and in the shining moment I can trace, down through the vista of the vanished years, your fawn-like form, your fond, elusive face. And suddenly come secret springs released, and unawares a riddle is revealed, and I can read like large black-lettered print what seemed before a thing forever sealed. I know the magic word, the graceful thought, the song that fills me in my lucid hours, the spirit's wine that thrills my body through and makes me music drunk, are yours, all yours. I cannot praise, for you have passed from praise. I have no tinted thoughts to paint you true, but I can feel, and I can write the word. The best of me is but the least of you. Dope. Happy Newlyweds podcast, Diane. Happy anniversary, Chocolate Snowflake. <laughs> <laughs>